Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away, Jesus says. God's word stands, and that is the foundation of our hope. That there may be suffering, and the sun may lose its light. Can you imagine? And the stars fall, and the heavens go black. And everything we know, heaven and earth, may pass away, but be assured, the Lord is coming. And he will gather us from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven, gathered together. And on this, we base our hope. Now, hope is not just wishing or dreaming. We say all the time, oh, I hope, you know, whatever. I hope the chiefs will win. I hope this. I hope that. But hope is knowing that better times are ahead because God said so. That first sun, this is the first Sunday in Advent, and the first Sunday in Advent is all about hope. Hope. Hope that God will remember us and the assurance that God never forgets. God sent Jesus on that first Christmas, and Jesus is coming to us again. We're assured of that. Now, we don't know when, but I'm not sure knowing when is all that important. It's the hope that is born from the promise that he will come and then we just live into that hope in the meantime. I looked up some stories of hope. Thought we could stand to use, you know, hear a few. And I started with some stories from Ukraine. It's been nearly two years since the horrible start of that war. And it has destroyed so much. And the images have kind of fallen out of our eye as, you know, camera gazes have shifted to Gaza and to Israel. But Ukraine and Russia are still trying to destroy one another. And um, so Misha Vavelius, who's a, a Ukrainian journalist, was asked a question, and he responds, what has changed in these months? Ourselves. There has never been such unity among our people. Everyone is helping and supporting anyone who's in bigger need than they are themselves. We've begun to pray a lot because we believe that God's protection can stop the missiles that hit our homes. We have been learning to be more thankful for electricity for a couple of hours a day, for warm radiators in the house, for a hot meal. We're thankful for the people from abroad who donate generously and try their best to support us. And he says, I'm amazed at the fact that worldwide people have united to keep Ukrainians alive through this cruel war. He says, the Bible says, this is Romans 12, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I've never seen so much evil and so many good deeds as I have over this past year, he says. Our belief is that good will overcome evil, and that is hope. A father and mother are reflecting on the trauma of the war in their lives, and they say, over time, our frustration turned to anger, and our anger to resentment, and then sadness, and a slight hope came. And then the hope became stronger, and it turned into a deep longing for victory and peace. Peace became the most desirable and precious thing to all of us in our lives. In the Bible, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. 
these people say, and when my mind recollects the unrelenting bombardment, the horrifying destruction that I saw, and my neighbors lying covered in blood, my only comfort is setting my heart to focus on the Prince of Peace. Jesus has promised that he will come, bringing peace. That is our hope. A man who delivers Bibles, I think he's part of the Bible Society or something, is traveling in Ukraine, and he visited a city in Donetsk that, in Donetsk that has seen heavy shelling, and he asked a pastor there if there was anything he especially needed. And the pastor answered, bring us hope. Of course, people need humanitarian aid, but I think maybe even more they need words of hope and encouragement. And everywhere he goes, he says, people come to him and they all want a Bible. He said, some of them, they've lost their Bibles in the rubble of war, but others have never read God's word. He said, but they're hungry for it now and they want to pray and they ask questions. Why? Because the word of God brings hope. Yvonne Willis tells a story. She says, you know that saying, two steps forward and one step back? She said, pretty much that summed up my life as a single mom. She said she was raising two teenagers on a teacher's aide's salary. And it wasn't enough to cover the bills, and so she was moonlighting as a waitress. And she says, every time I thought I had found a solution to my money worries, something would fall through and I would end up feeling worse off than before. And the latest setback was she had applied for a new job, and she says, the job I, I prayed to get and the job I just had to get went to somebody else. And she prayed, I don't know what to do, Lord. And she said, I prayed that night. I was sobbing in my family room. Please tell me that things are going to be okay, God. The next evening at the restaurant, she tied on her apron. She was wishing she could be at home with her kids. She walks up to the first table, which is a very cheerful couple, and the woman, she said, gave me a smile that just warmed me. And I couldn't help but notice her unusual glass ring that she had on her hand. And I said, what a beautiful ring. And we chatted for a minute. And then I took their order and I left. And when I came back with their drinks, the woman held out her ring and said, God told me to give this to you. Oh, no, I couldn't. She said, and she was really embarrassed, you know, no, no, no. And then the woman gently placed the ring on my hand, she says, and closed my fingers around it and said, it's yours. And God also wants me to tell you that things are going to be okay. And right there at their table in the middle of the restaurant, I broke down in tears, she writes. And I told her that I'd asked God for those very words. And I said, thank you so much for giving me hope. Long after that night, this sense of reassurance that she had gotten stayed with her, she says, and I knew the right job would come eventually in time. Nine months later, it did. And she said, I got a better position at another school, and I started waitressing at a restaurant where I worked shifts to let me be home with my kids. And now in these rough times, and she says, and I still have worries again, they don't get me down. I know that things will turn out okay. When I wear that unusual glass ring, I am reminded that I am not alone, and I know that God is always one step ahead, providing for my every need. That is hope. 
Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. A year ago, a man named Jeffrey was facing winter in a tent that we had provided him. And he was very grateful. And we'd also given him some insulated coveralls and a sleeping pad and a sleeping bag. That was last November. He spent this November in his new apartment that we helped him furnish. He's bought himself a big screen TV where he watches Chiefs games because of all the things in his life, that was the most urgent. He's doing well. He has enough to eat. He cooked for Thanksgiving. He's also gone to some of the church dinners near him, so he says, I don't have to ever worry about being hungry again. I'm getting plenty of food. And he said, I'd like to have a ride to get to church with you. He wants to come here because he wants to stand up and give his testimony. A year ago, Jeffrey had given up hope. He had given up. After 17 years living on the street, there was no reason to think that 2023 was going to be any different. But God was working, and Jeffrey is living a whole new life. And there are still challenges, but he has a home, and he is excited about the future. Hope is the confident expectation that something better is coming. And it is. Jesus even tells us to keep awake and watch for it. It's so certain. But Advent isn't about the future. Advent is about being more watchful for God's presence in our lives right now. No matter how bad things may be or how hopeless they may seem, God can take care of whatever we're going through and make good come out of it. There may be suffering, Jesus says. And the sun, even the sun, may lose its light and the stars fall and the heavens go black. And everything we know, heaven and earth itself, may pass away. But be assured, Jesus says, the Son of Man is coming. And in the words of David Lowe's, he is coming to us just as we are. Not as the people we're trying to be, or have promised to be, or so badly want to be, but the people we are. He's coming to the families we are the congregations and communities we are, the nation and the world that we are. And he will gather us from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. And in this, we have hope. Amen.